everyone. Thanks for joining me on Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable self and small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals that want to keep more of our hard-earned money and make great financial decisions. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your certified financial planner and financial business strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can uh, add more profits to your bottom line. I am passionate about working with successful business owners who are working their ass off every day. They make good money, but they don't have a lot to show for it. I fix their cash flow fast to increase their profits. This helps them build wealth without sabotaging their business. They know they can grow a sustainable business that they could sell for a lot more money in the future. If this sounds familiar to you or you know of anyone that may be curious, share my podcast with them or let's chat. You can always book a brief call with me to see what we can do to create greater profits in your business. Excuse me. So get on my uh, scheduler at calendly.com forward slash Marcia dash 16. So let's get on with today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to go over the money plan. And what is the money plan? The money plan is my little acronym for financial planning and a lot of the steps and motivations that go with financial planning and why we need to really focus on that to make our business grow and be more profitable. So it is an really essential part for financial and business planning. Uh, I keep saying that you have to know your money to grow your money. And unless you know that money, you can't make good financial decisions. So the acronym is M-O-N-E-Y-P-L-A-N. And M is for motivations. So what motivates you to get up each morning and, you know, choose the hours that you wish to work. And we know we're, we're small business owners after all, we, we get to choose whatever hundred hours we wish to work each week. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I get up every, every morning I'm on the weekend, unless I'm doing something that's really challenging my mind in a different direction. I am constantly thinking about my job, my work, How can I make it better? What's the next shift I need to make? What about the client I'm working on? I'm focusing on their marketing or I'm focusing on their their financial statements or I'm thinking about what move it is or or where I'm going to speak at my next event or what I'm going to say or darn it, even this silly podcast. I'm always thinking about my business. So what drives me to be motivated to think about this? Is it the money? Um... Is it the, 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 the value and the transformation that I'm helping my clients with? I think both, you know, I mean, we didn't get into business to be, you know, nonprofits, but my true motivation is really leaving a legacy of sort that I am helping other people go through the problems that I went through. And sometimes I'm still going through. But that's really what I want to do is I want to make a difference. And I want someone not to have to suffer the way I suffered early stages in my business making decisions that were probably not the best decisions. So 
well, besides the fact that I'm now single and, you know, there's only one income in the family. Um, and, you know, as we get up in age, there's only one person that I'm going to lean on and that's myself. So those are my motivations. What are your motivations? What drives you to open up that, um, the, the, the HVAC, the air conditioning company that you opened up 20 years ago, and, and now you've got 12 guys working under you, and, and you're thinking, what's my, what, how much longer can I keep doing this? But I, I talked to a, a guy last night, and that's what we were talking about is his business, and I was thinking, well, what's his motivation? And we talked, and, and we came up with... He, he couldn't work for the man, right? I mean, we've all been in that role where we really can't work for the man. I don't like their methods. I don't like their atmosphere. I don't like the box that they put me in. Whatever that reason is. But most of us do this business because we don't want to work for the man, you know, and have a J-O-B and want to have you know, benefits from what we do. Um, but there's, there's also another reason something shifted in your life somewhere along the lines that said, no more, I can't do this anymore. I got to be on my own. And I think digging deep into that motivation will keep your strategy going. It will keep your business going. It will keep your money going and helping you make good decisions because you know that you're never going to be in that spot ever again. And, and going forward, it's going to work or, you know, this is my last shot at fame and, you know, I've got to do it. Whatever that motivation is, I challenge you to sit down and think back what was that one thing that made you leave the job and start the, your own company? What was that shift? And I challenge you to put that up on your, on your mirror in the morning when you're shaving or, or getting ready or, you know, you leave it on your computer screen as just a little motivator, but you got to have that motivation. Maybe it's a picture of your family, um, you know, something that happened. Maybe it was mom or dad that's like, I'm going to be great. You know, I'm going to show them. Or maybe it's your second grade teacher <laughs> who said you'd never amount to anything, whatever that is. That's what drives you. And if you keep that in the front of your mind and on some little reminder, that's what's going to keep you going and helping you make those good directions and those good decisions to make your business grow, be more profitable, and help more people. The second uh, letter of money plan is opportunity. O is for opportunity. And I've spoken about it in the past. Opportunities only come to those that are truly prepared. So that opportunity never comes and lands in your lap and says, ta-da, here I am. Uh, it never falls from the sky. It's usually presented to you because you are prepared and ready for it. You've gotten your ducks in line. You've done all the hard work to, to present yourself to the world that you could do this. Um, maybe it's an investment in another company that's going to grow your business, but because you've done everything you can, you have the money or the opportunity to borrow to, to take that opportunity. Opportunity comes from planning and preparing 
and knowing what it is, the direction that you want to go in and the opportunities will present themselves because you're prepared for them. So preparing yourself for these opportunities is all about financial planning. Um, it, it is really understanding where that end goal is for you and working backwards. I was speaking with one of my great advisors and um, we were talking about setting that plan up and moving backwards. And um, she thought that it was, it was um, I know she didn't think it was only her idea, but she said, oh, that's the, the foundation of my strategy. And I said, yes, it is. It's the foundation of planning in any plan. And whether you're planning for sales or whether you're planning a family or whether you're planning financially for your family or financially for your business, it creates a plan. And that plan, you have to start at where you are today and where you want to go tomorrow, 10 years, 50 years, next year. And you have to put the steps in place to work backwards. It's kind of reverse designing. But that's what is needed for you to receive those opportunities that are going to come your way. Is this making sense? Is this is this hitting a note with you guys? I'd love to hear back from you and and see if this is something that is is resonating with you. So the next letter in money plan is N and N is for new direction. You know that old saying that says uh um that the the um the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results, right? We all live in that insanity world. Um, but as part of a plan and making the directions, the new directions that you want to go with, that's if, if it all worked out for you in the past and you were doing fabulous and, and you were, were going, maybe you don't need to shift quite so much. But there's always always something new on the horizon that requires you to change direction. Um, If I can say there's only one true thing in the world, and that is change, the world will constantly change and evolve and business changes and evolve and your client changes and evolves and your business has to change and evolve. And if you're not changing, you're dead. Business is dead. So you have to think about these new directions as ways for you to innovate. Uh, In the past, I've said that there are only two money makers in your business. Two money makers. Everything else is a cost. You have marketing because that is presenting new clients in your direction and innovation. These are the only two money makers in your business. And so new directions and changing that's innovation. So what can you do in your business to innovate? And it may not even be a new product. It may be a new system. It may be a new client. It may be a new process in your company that's or a plan in your company that's going to move you forward. Maybe it's automation. All of these things are new directions. When you're marketing, you have to constantly look at new directions. Just just look at social uh, social marketing and digital marketing these days. You put a marketing and plan last week, and it probably needs to change next week because it's evolving so quickly. So these are new directions that constantly have to have to be um, looked at as part of your financial plan. 
And how do you anticipate these new directions and move on them in a quick manner that will keep you ahead of the curve? Hmm, that's called planning. That's called revisiting that plan on a regular basis. A financial plan and business strategy should never be something that's designed in the first week in January and then shoved in a drawer and waited until next January to look at. This is an ever-evolving, breathing, living document that needs to be touched constantly and adjusted constantly. There's never a straight line. It's always a little bit shift to the right, a little bit of shift to the left. It's a dance, and there's always new directions and new moves coming up your way. So the E in money plan is for expectations. Expectations should be very clear, very simple, and gosh darn it, realistic When I was in the investing world, and I've been doing this for a good 22 years now, uh, dealing with money in one way, shape, or form, but when I was in the investing world and working with clients in their, their investments, I always had to set real expectations with what that money was going to do for them. You know, they come in and I say, so what are you expecting your money to do? And they would say, well, I want 10% growth year over year without any risk. And I'm like, well, that ain't going to happen, right? The higher risk you take and and the more returns you want, um, or the more returns you want, the higher risk you have to take. So if you're not prepared for the risk and the chance of loss, then, you know, you're not having clear expectations. But then if you don't want any risk, maybe a 2% return is what you should expect. And therefore, when you're dealing with older clients, they want 5 and 6% returns and no risk at all. So <laughs> there's always the, the unrealistic expectations. So when you're looking at your business and your financials of your business, when you're forecasting, which is an essential part of a financial plan. When you're forecasting your income over the next 12 months, over the next quarter, over this month, even when you're looking back at what you did this day to increase yourself going forward, when you set clear expectations, I'm going to do one hour of um, of money building activities each day to grow my business. That's setting a clear expectation if you calendar it and you do it. But if I look at myself and go, oh, I hate cold calls, or I hate reaching out or calling people or chasing them down, so then I end up doing 20 minutes instead of an hour. Well, then if I set back and go, well, maybe I just need to do 20 minutes of of. Uh, money-building activities or or, uh, profit-building activities each day, and I achieve that, well, then that's a goal or an expectation that I set, and then I could strive next month or week for 30 minutes. You know, it's just setting those expectations for what you're trying to do. Don't reach for the stars if you know you can't get there. Now, don't take that as a sit back and sit back on your heels and don't do anything, but set expectations for what you're going to do so you can achieve them. Uh, I'm working with a chiropractor right now, and we're we're doing some new business activities. And we set some, I was really impressed the way she set her income for the next year. And she said, I need 
15 new clients coming in each month. And my exist or and those 15 clients are going to produce 60 appointments on average each month. And so then she doubled that coming in and we projected out together. It was I was so impressed with what she did that it made me realize that's an excellent tool for what we do, even if we're not in chiropractic. It's what is the expectation that we're going to have going forward that's going to increase our business and set those expectations that are doable. If you outperform them, awesome. Next month, instead of 15, do 18. You know, set it as a step to make you, you know, strive to be better each month. So I hope this is helpful for you. Um, the why in money plan is for yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you're entitled to. Yes, go after it. Um, we hear so many times in planning and especially budgets that it's like a diet. Um, I have a craving for chips and cookies when I'm on my diet. And I tell myself, no, 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 I can't have them. Well, we do that in our business as well. Um, Either we're too much of a yes person and we buy anything and everything we think we can because, you know, we think we deserve it. Or we're the opposite and we go and say, no, I can't have this. No, I can't have that. No, I can't do that because I don't have it. I want you to find rewards in your business where you can say yes to yourself, yes to the business. This year for me is a year of saying yes. Last year was a year of saying no. So I look at my business and I say, okay, if I want to do this, I know I can't do it by myself and I really shouldn't try and hack my own marketing. So I'm going to hire a marketing team And yes, I'm going to invest that money because that money will improve my situation going forward and bring in new clients for me if we do it right. Um, I said yes to a coach of my own this year because I had been hacking other coaches and following little bits and pieces over the year and saying, well, okay, that's a great idea. Let me go home and try and do it myself. And I found that I wasn't getting the results that I needed. So I said yes to my own coach this year. And she has made my business explode. She gave me such, she helped me find such great clarity as to who my client is. That self-employed business owner who is uh, struggling a little bit with their money, even though they're making good money, that they're they're just not having enough to show for it. So I found a way to use my skills and talents to fix that cash flow so they can make more profits. That took me Two years to find on my own, and it took me one month with my coach to navigate it and bring it down. Then I have another coach that helps me. So these things are me saying yes to my business, and it has exponentially exploded my business, and I'm loving the direction we're going in. So here, here, thanks to my coaches, I'm loving you. But I said yes instead of going, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I like that idea, but no, uh, for whatever reason. And then I also, when I reach goals, I say yes to myself and maybe I get a pedicure or maybe I buy a new something or other that I really want 
and only because I've achieved that goal. So I think that you're entitled to say yes to yourself, but do the work to deserve the yes, if that makes any sense to you. So we're on to the next word in this acronym money plan. And the P in the plan is for profits, which I am all about. Profits, profit, profits. Profits are what we got into this business to do. You are not a um, 5013C nonprofit company. Yes, you want to do good, but you can do good with a whole lot more money in your pocket, right? So profits are essential for making your business grow. And if we think about what profits are, it's really super basic. I have A, income, I have B, spending, and B minus A is C, profits. So we want to look at ways for you to increase your profits. And the exact thing that we do in increasing those profits is looking at your financial statements, digging in. How much income do I really truly make? And this is spendable income, not necessarily gross income. So what is the income that you make? And what are your expenses? And we dig down and figure out, do you really need those expenses, right? Maybe it's just a short-term hiatus on those expenses, or maybe we're expending more so we can increase the income, or maybe we're looking at different income pieces for you to have more income coming in. Um, Many of my clients, uh, we go through different strategies that help them create multiple streams of income. If you sell a service or or, or a widget... Um, if that's the only thing that you do, you're going to be dependent upon that for everything. And as markets shift, as economies shift, there may not be a need for that product or service, or there may not be an available budget for that product or service sometime in the future. If you all remember back to 2008, when the market took a digger, a lot of people's businesses crashed. A lot of people's houses fell apart because they only had one stream of income and it fell. So I am a big proponent of finding multiple streams of income. And if you sell a service, there are multiple ways that you can spread that uh, income sources out to different things. Um, There are different service streams. There are automated service streams. There are... um, There are ways to buy property or make investments in your business that can stream other incomes for you. So I challenge you to look at other ways of increasing your income as well as other ways of reducing your expenses so we can get those profits up. And then one final piece on on expenses that I pound and pound and pound into you guys all the time and to my clients all the time. Every dollar you spend needs to have an ROI, a return on the investment. Every dollar. And if you have your money working properly for you, those those expenses can increase the income, which will increase the profits. So L in money plan is liabilities. Liabilities are debts. They're not all that bad. If they get 
If you become over-indebted, yes, they could be bad. But liabilities and debts are really what makes businesses maximize their spending power. So first of all, you have to have your credit house in line to have good, uh, good debts. You know, so that means you've got to pay your debts online. You've got to manage your spending and your personal life as well as your business life. You've got to have a little bit of um, savings put away. So in a rainy day, the lenders will know that you have, um, you know, assets to to pay for the um, the the debt that you're servicing. But if you think about what banks do, banks borrow your money in the form of savings and deposits. And then they turn around and loan that money out in the form of loans. So they pay you, as an example, 1%, if you're lucky, on your savings right now. And they loan it out at 6 or 7%, depending upon the risk. It could even be higher. But say we use 6%. So they borrowed your money at, five, at 1%. They loan it at 6%. And they make 5% on your savings money. That's called arbitration. Arbitra- or this is this is exactly what um, what and what the business banking world has and and what they what they work on. That's exactly where banks make money. They borrow money from you and they loan it out to me, and that's where they make their money. You should be thinking about the same thing. What debt can you take on that you could leverage to invest in your business that will increase your profits? Now, the profits have to be more than the debt service that you're paying. That's the payment you're making and the interest. So if you borrowed um, if you borrowed ten thousand dollars and your payment was um, I don't know three hundred dollars, could three hundred dollars could could that ten thousand dollars produce you more? In the in the investment investment world, or investing in your business, or investing in your marketing, could that produce more than three hundred dollars a month income for you? If it does, then it's a good liability. But again, we want to make sure we're doing this with a long term plan and a short term plan, and making sure it's the right piece for what you're doing, and the return on your investment will yield you what you think you're going to get. Now, there's always some risk involved, but still, we want to make sure we lower the risk as much and we get as much ROI as we can on on that liability, but we use liabilities because it's borrowing other people's money to make your business grow. And they're not always bad. So think about that one. Chew on that one for a little while. I mean, our mom and dad always tell us, oh, debts are bad. Uh, You know, there are uh, a lot of uh, financial gurus, no debts, no debts, but debts aren't always bad. It's just how we manage them. And you have to be clear on how you're going to manage it and what strategy you're going to use to repay that. So the A in money plan is for assets. Assets are the things that you have of value. Um, Your employees could be an asset. Uh, Your property or building could be an asset. Your product or inventory can be an asset. You are an asset to your company. So what can you do to make smart decisions with your assets to improve your business profits. 
Maybe you're going to leverage them and borrow against them for the liabilities and debts you're going to use. Or maybe you can turn them into money-making machines. Money-making machines. Let's look at our employees. If we have one or two employees and they're working for us and we're paying them a salary, okay, they're an asset and a debt for us. So if we look back on those liabilities, they're kind of both. But if we can turn that employee into a money-making machine, then that employee is creating a profit for us. Making sense? If I can take my property that my business is in, so I decide to buy the land in the building, and we use a debt to finance it, or something, I wouldn't expect that you would just write a check and pay cash out. But if your business is established enough to own the building, maybe it's just your office in the building and there's multiple tenants in there. If that's the case, that building could be paying your rent. So you could have one or two other tenants in the building making the payment enough to cover your payment on the building and your office is rent-free. Sound like a good deal? Maybe you're making investments in assets that produce income. So we want to find assets in your business that can increase your profitability. And these are all part of financial planning and business planning. It's smart steps that you can take to grow your business, grow your profits, and make more money. The final N in money plan is for next step. In financial planning and business planning, I can design for you, we can create the greatest plan ever, and it's going to produce this number, and we project out, and it's all the moving parts and places, and it's just you spent hours and days and, you know, just just really creating the plan that's going to really kick ass and grow. The N is for the next step. You can have a beautiful plan, and if you don't take action, it's nothing. It's a piece of paper. It's a thought. It's absolutely nothing. So when we're planning, I always ask my clients to take the next step. So we've designed a strategy around their financial statements. The next step is let's cut these costs. If we're creating a marketing strategy, the next step is understanding your target client so we can build the plan to go out and do it. And again, Marcia doesn't do all this stuff. Marcia has the ideas and directions and has a big team behind her that will help her do this stuff as well. So it's not one and done. So looking at the, the, the profits in the business and we're looking at these steps, I'm going to ask my clients to take the next step and move on the profit or move on the opportunity or understand their motivation so they could draw from that when they want to grow their business. The next step is always going to be an important part. So uh, a friend of mine said, if you, if you, if you don't um, take action, uh, you'll never get off the starting line. So you got to take that first step. The first step's always scary, especially in a new direction or a plan. You know, that step is always going to be a challenge, but it's what is absolutely required in any business plan.
So I hope you found some ideas. And I thank you for listening today. These ideas that you can put one or two just little tweaks into your business today that can make you more in control of your finances and more profitable. I know that I ask my my clients and, and my listeners to take those steps. And I challenge you to think about you're not an island. Your your business, you, you can't create a business. It takes a tribe all by yourself. You have to have that tribe. And part of the tribe is is coaching and consulting. And I encourage you to give it a chance. Have someone else look at what you're doing and see if there's any better ways to, to, to make it work in a more profitable way. And I absolutely suggest that you have a financial business plan in place that is constantly being touched and working all the time. I would love to help you with that. So hit me up on my Calendly. Let's see if I can help you. I don't know if I could, but you know what? It's free. Reach out on my Calendly. Book appointment, a brief appointment with me, and let's see if we can do something to to make your business more profitable. So don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. You won't want to miss future podcasts. And please make sure that I am not the best kept secret on the internet and in the financial world and share this podcast with your friends. If you follow me, I'll give you a gift of my Get Financially Organized workbook for free. So just hit me up. Make sure um, that when you follow me, I'll reach out to you and ask for your email address so I can send it off to you. So you can catch Profit with a Plan on your favorite podcast players, Podbean, iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitches, and any other podcasts that you find. Just hit up Profit with a Plan. Looking forward to some great, uh, more great profitable information on next week's show. And until then, make your plans and profit with it.